What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Borner Made Podcast. I'm fired up today to be dropping part two of the Rob Durdeck conversation. I hope you listened to episode one. And if you didn't listen to, excuse me, part one of this episode with Rob Durdeck, I suggest you go back and listen to that because we go deep. Rob is an incredible guy. I had so much fun talking to him. Uh, We spent close to two hours chopping it up, and that's why we split his episode into two parts. So part one is amazing. Part two, we go deeper, and we really get into habits. We really get into this framework of optimization that he sticks to and lives by. So buckle up again. This is going to be a good ride. Uh, Here is part two of the Borner May podcast with my homie and new brother, Rob Dyrdek. I want to talk about habits because I think habits are, uh, I know habits have created a life for me beyond my wildest dreams. Um, Similar to you, I wake up um, and like, and it just like, it just starts. Um, I've never seen anything quite like what you've created. Um, You are, you know, I'm launching a business called Creatures of Habit because of how, how much of an impact habits have had on my life. And then when you sent me your, your data sheets and that manifesto, I was just like, whoa, this dude is on a whole nother plateau. So, I mean, I just want to, I want, I, like, what I would like to do is I'd like to break down your morning routine. So people, cause I think being able to give the listener a, um, a set of tools after hearing this awesome conversation, but also being able to say, okay, I'm going to implement that. I'd love to hear your morning routine. Um, I don't know if you have the way I break out my, the way I break up my day is I have a morning routine and then I have a transition from business to family routine. And then I have a transition from family to sleep routine. So I like kind of break it up in three different sections throughout the day, but I would love to hear what your morning routine is. I look at it as like a weekly, monthly, yearly routine, right? Like I look at life, I call that document I sent you, it's a 50 page document called the rhythm of existence, right? And it's essentially every single moving part in my entire life. And how can I um, automate as much as I can of my life so that's just things that I don't have to do so that in my time blocks that I have that I can spend my time either working or with my family and friends, right? So it's it's fundamentally, it starts first with understanding and it's really just about creating a system to take everything that you do and turn it into a habit that allows you to be so consistently doing it that it becomes second nature, right? So for me, I wake up, you know, sometimes 4.30, sometimes 5, you know, if I got to bed a little bit later, sometimes really early, depending on what it is. Always give thanks in the morning. And it's a, you know, really out of that same sort of aspect of smiling, like just, just feel great about tackling the day, right? When you say give thanks, is there a, is there a specific thing that you do? Man, I almost always like from my life and family and energy and ambition. You know what I mean? Cuz at the at the end of the day, I'm more in awe of like, man, you just you just get you just keep like getting to do all of these amazing things. You have this amazing balanced happy life that you created, amazing family, like it's more like this overwhelming thankfulness for life, right? 
every night before I go to bed, I set, I make the coffee to pre turn on at four 30 so that I can just like have my first cup of coffee already brewed by the time I get downstairs. Right. And I immediately start with like just tackling any things that I had no energy left to tackle with the day before. So if I have something that I need to execute or some deeper thought stuff like that time in the morning, because imagine that you get almost like a whole extra month a year of execution time by getting up at 430, you know? And so to me, I try to really spend that clear, fresh energy to just tackle some of those, those harder, bigger, executable tasks. I immediately track how I feel from my qualitative data. Like first I track my sleep from the night before, how many hours and zero to 10 it and my motivation for the day. Then I go to the previous day and do the qualitative data of how I feel about my life, work and health. Then I, you know, my, my, all of my core health things I track every day is, did you do your diet? Did you not drink? Did you meditate? Did you brain train? Did you get in the gym? Right? So now you have these five things. It's just, those are yes or no. And then I always send an email to my wife. How does she feel about our relationship zero to 10 every day? Right before she wakes up every single day, I send her an email of every single thing that I'm doing in the day and a little note about it and a big love quote at the top. Right. And and, and I'll tell you what this, this is systemization and habit and optimization towards our relationship. And that's a tough thing to do to send that email every day, right? But once you begin to automate it and do it, now it's just part of your life. You don't even think about it anymore. But what it gives to her, I'm someone that does so much that I would think I would tell her everything that I'm doing and like in between everything and like, oh, I'm not going to be like all this stuff. So it would cause like, I didn't know you were doing it. You didn't tell me you do that. So now by doing that, it gives her total clarity on everything that's happening to that day and puts that at ease. It alleviated just another thing that, just unbalanced in our communication because I could never remember to, to say everything that I was doing, right? Then I have my assistant each night go through and put the schedule and then send me a put put a put a draft in my inbox so that then when I get up now, instead of having to go through each thing, I just have to adjust the things I plan to change and then add my personal note to it. So it's fast and efficient, right? So, and again, I was writing them out initially. Then it was like, man, this is too much work to do. Then I said, hey, this is what I need you to do right now. And this is again, optimization and automation assists habits that just turn into what you do, just how you live, right? Do you have a good relationship with your mother? I do. Do you speak to her often? In order to not miss it, right, part of the rhythm each week is FaceTiming with my parents and my kids twice a week, right? So rather than just hope that I find time to do it, I added it to the rhythm and not once, but twice with the kids and the wife so that they feel connected to our family and that we see them on an ongoing basis. Again, like it is a puss and pull. What hap- What happens? I'm all, I, all of a sudden it's two weeks since I talked to my mom, right? Like, and it's like, oh, I'll try, I'll try to FaceTime tomorrow. Like versus like now it's in the rhythm. So it happens like at seven 30 on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So I know that I'd never schedule anything around it. It's now in my flow. Right. So seven 30 AM. Yeah. And they live on in Ohio. Right. I still haven't even woke my kids up, right? So it's, it's, I'm still ripping through everything. It's 6 a.m. every day I brain train, right? And I do it with a luminosity app. What is brain training? It's just sort of all of these different, um, 
apps, if you will, games, if you will, that just uh, get you to use different parts of the way your brain functions together. For example, it's like these cards that'll be, does the card match the color below, right? It'll say red and then the color below will either, would be black and that would be no. And it just switches. Like sometimes it's red, yellow, blue, red. So your brain has to like keep like being able to to cover, recognize both sides of it. And again, it just build using different parts of your brain to build, um, to keep it sort of strong where you, you primarily would only get that from reading, right? You doing that, is that something that you just decided you were going to do or is that something that Man, someone it's suggested? Funny. I never even cared or considered it till we started developing MindRight, you know? And then I was like looking at like, wh- who could we collaborate with if we have this better for you, healthy brain product? And it, I found the app and then I just started doing it every single day. Now I added it to my routine to, because I like it from a discipline standpoint, right? Um but it's also like just another piece of it. And then, you know, I get in, I have a meditation machine that is called a Soma Dome that you get in and it takes you on a guided uh, sound and light meditation for 20 minutes. And I listen to the exact same meditation every single day. And this meditation is a manifestation guided meditation that is just like you control the universe and everything is just conspiring for you. Like this entire, just like, and I just sit in there and I just feel what all of these things that I want to happen, the feeling of like being there and them existing and that energy going through my body as if like I'm experiencing these things for real. So does the meditation call out those specific things or is it just more, it's just a, it's just general. Gotcha. The great Dr. Joe Dispenza will tell you, you're, you're essentially putting the information into the quantum field and that's the only way Thinking to attract it. Thinking yeah. And so it's like, that is sort of that application of it. Pop out of there, send the, write the email, send it to my wife. And then, or actually at 6.15, I stop after brain training and I go and I get her a coffee and then I bring her a coffee every day at 6.15, whether or not she gets it, wants to get up and drink it or not, uh, it's depending on how much more she wants to sleep, but I do it every single day before I get in and meditate and then send her that email and then go get her for us to go wake up the kids at seven. So that's like my four thirty to seven. And then at seven thirty, my trainer comes to the house. So I wake the kids up every day of like affirmation and song and spirit and this entire energy for the kids of like I literally every day, welcome to another extraordinary day in your amazing life. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, can you do anything? Yes. Why? Cause I believe in myself. Like it's like full, like, how do we just, how, how can I like just make feel like life is amazing and all these things for these kids before the trainer gets at seven, uh, seven 30 and then seven 30 to eight, I'm in the gym. Right. And seven 30 to eight 30, but this entire morning routine, I've covered almost all of my, uh, health balances that I need to live this highly optimized life. And now the only thing I have left to execute in the day is not drink and clean diet. Right. So those are, that's the only two things I got left to do in that day before I, as I go into this much more agile routine beyond, depending on what day it is to start there, you know, it's wild, man. I mean, Hey, look, but I didn't do it 
overnight. Right. That took five years. I wrote the rhythm of existence. I built the rhythm of existence with this consultant group in 2015. It last year was the first year that I collected data for the entire year. When you say, are you checking in every hour and you're, you're, you're collecting the time? Yeah. Yeah. So every hour. I just all day, I just keep filling it in as the day goes. Is that in perpetuity, you think? I started this year like, here's my goal numbers. Like it's so exciting to me to be like, I'm going to have the best year of my life in numbers. It's gamified being like balanced and disciplined, right? Because the, the most interesting thing of that is because I schedule every week all my time with my kids, my, my, my wife time and like my work time, I don't disrupt the balance. So I work every hour that I am free that I am not with my family or friends, right? And, and work super efficiently. But when I showed you that data, you will see that I basically slept seven hours, worked seven hours, spent two hours on my health and seven hours with my family. It is by design, right? A perfectly balanced life, right? And forget the fact that like, I'm extraordinarily happy and filled with energy and and purpose and fulfillment. But it's also like you, if you really want to be balanced, you got to design balance. You can't just think you're going to just work as like work hard and find balance or it's not work life balance. You have to just create a life that's balanced. Right. And work just happens to be a part of it. Right. You know, I go back to that data five years to track a whole year. And some years I just, you know, I have big dark areas. I have all the data for all the years. It's amazing where you just see these three or four month blocks of like not capturing any data. And guess what? All the things were falling apart in that time. But, you know, I was, I was in such chaos that I couldn't even collect the data any longer, right? Then I would get back in it. Then, okay, this year I'm going to really be on top of it. And then now the gaps got smaller and smaller. And last year was finally this year where I did it all. And what is it doing to me now in year six? The first two months of this year is the most balanced, focused, and highest level of execution in my life. I didn't even know I could get to this level, right? And so it's like, it is just energizing me that much because now I'm playing the game like um, for the numbers, right? And because I know when I, when I shared that data with you, there's my core number is the combination of life, work, and health. Right. I averaged between 10s the max score. So 30 would be the max. My average for the whole year was 17.8. Right. And then my health balance is just what percentage did you do all of those five things for the entire year? I was 52% for the year. And it went in these, these sort of waves depending on, on what it was. And then my goal was like, nope, you know, when you were happy, the most happy and balanced and fulfilled in these numbers, you know, if you can stay above 80% in your health and discipline that you will average a 20 where you are 80 and 20 is where you are your happiest. So that's it. That's it. That level of data created this very simple, like now, um, you know, motivation, discipline, Mark gamified it to where like I was 98% in January and like average like a 21. I'm going to average like a 22 this month and be at like 95%. So forget about like 80 and, and 20. I'm like at like 95 and 22 so far this year. And it's like the energy is from you now have this really qualitative way of knowing that if you stay this disciplined, 
how amazing your life feels. You know what I mean? That's when it, it goes beyond even just a habit, but it turns into like a quantifiable way to look at how amazing life feels. So it's so great that you say that um, because I always said I have a lot of tattoos. I've been collecting tattoos since I'm a kid. I always said for the sake of my mother, I would never get my hands, face or neck tattooed. I broke it. I did. I broke it because I was reading this book and Jocko Willink said one of the most profound statements that applies to my life ever, which is discipline equals freedom. And it's the dichotomy of that, the, the sort of juxtaposition of what that means, right? Like the structure gives you an opportunity to be free because you're not always worrying about organizing and, you know, like you're not focused on like the, the variables because when you are structured, the variables are still there, but you feel a lot more confident with the variables, right? Cause you're, you know, that you've gotten the fucking core done. And so I got it tattooed on my hand. Discipline equals freedom. It is what has absolutely paved a path of where I'm hoping I'm going to end up when I'm 46, right? In this place where you are, which is like, I, I, you know, I know that it's not easy doing what you do for you now, because, you know, the definition of a habit is doing something so much that it becomes second nature and you don't even really think about it much. And that can go for really terrible things and also really incredible things. And, um, out of all these habits that have become just part of you where it's not even you've, you've gamified it and you enjoy it and you actually really look forward to it so much so that it's pretty much like brushing your teeth and, you know, wiping your ass when you're done. Which one of those habits do you think weighs the most impact? Which one of those habits have you been like, this thing really is the one that has, has, has just aligned a little bit more than the rest. I could see it coming as you were building it up there. Uh, and, and again, I, I keep kind of landing back on this, like you're this multidimensional being that is that entire life is these intricate interwoven systems that are all these parts of your life. Right. And, and it's, it's so hard for me to look at one because I needed other things in my life to be cleared and systematized and turned in to things that I didn't have to think about that finally gave me the space to be disciplined enough to be able to get my health balance back in order. Right. And on a consistent basis. But I'm if if I could now, because I think it's everything and I do believe like the qualitative data about yourself is this extraordinary like self-discovery process, but difficult to do. But there is no doubt in my mind that health Right. Like if you can get disciplined about your health and that is how you take care of yourself, that is what you eat, how you sleep, just just your body and mind is really the anchor to having the energy and the ability to do everything else in the system. You know, because even when I waver on the system that I currently have, I could go straight back to diet. And if I'm if I'm drinking a lot and more consistently and eating bad more consistently is almost every single time the one and only thing. Right. And and I think people 
people tend to connect it to how they feel about themselves from a vanity aspect, right? Of like, oh, this is the best I've looked. I'm trying to look good. You know what I'm saying? Versus like their output and their ability uh, to be consistent and create these habits and be more disciplined is actually there's so much pull on it when your body feels bad and is working extra hard and you're getting less sleep and now you're not, you're, you go, your body's just basically using up all your, its energy to try to filter through all the junk you put in it, right? Like people just, do not understand i i truly believe that there's a a and you can only get there when you're deeply optimized because you i know if i have one glass of wine that it'll take away a layer of execution for a day or two just one you know what i mean like i if i have two like you know give me give me if, if i drink like if i really get drunk right it's like give me your three or four days right but it's the you do a couple of those in the row it compounds right and so to me that's where i think it really ultimately is the anchor but it's also the easiest one to let go because you got all these other things to deal with in life. And the hardest thing to do is be disciplined about your body and diet. It's the first one to go to deal with all the other things that you've got to deal with. You know, I would question myself and you because we both wake up early. If you gave up waking up early and said, well, I'm going to wake up at eight from now on. Let's just say seven. Let's say, let's say you give up those two hours in the morning. How different is your life? You give up two hours, you just gave up like a a month or two of output, you know, and it's needed for what I do. LeBron James doesn't need to get up at five in the morning. LeBron James needs to get plenty of recovery. And then what he, then he goes into his routine that starts at 10 based off of being a professional athlete and how it manages. I just think for, for me as wanting to live a business, um, uh, a business, a entrepreneurial lifestyle and a balanced family man lifestyle, like my only option in order to be able to execute, stay balanced, be healthy, and all of that is to get up that early because I wouldn't be able to make it up at night. Meaning if I just, I know I'm going to sleep for seven hours. So if I went to bed later and tried to work at night to make up for it, if you will, I could probably do it, but I, it would never be the same output that I have when I have that quiet time to myself. But again, it's our lifestyle. It's how we have, if we want to be able to, to, to deliver at the level we want to getting up at five is essential for us. You know, for me, the only thing that I really don't do here is the brain train. And I don't do, um, I don't write the email, which I think is amazing because I would alleviate an enormous amount of questions. Let me tell you another thing I do in the rhythm is not only do I plan breakfast dates, evening dates, uh, breaks in the middle of the afternoon where we just connect. But then I do a family sync once a week with all of my assistants and my wife, where we have a giant living document of everything related to the family and everything to do with what's going on with our combined lives and goals so that we can get aligned on that front. So there's nothing, we don't ever have to get into any questions about what's happening both on a daily or weekly basis that keeps us in a pure rhythm as well. Another thing to think about. You know, again, it goes back to this idea where there's so many people that don't have that, um, that just, that are either young 
and just inexperienced or stuck pandemic life crash looking to pivot. If you had to say one thing, like if you're looking for a way to start, if you're looking for something to fucking add to your life that will, will change it. If you do consistently, what would it be out of, out of the things that you do? I really think it is, you know, kind of where you were going with like, get up early and just make three things that you're committed to doing every single day. You know what I mean? Like if you could just like, if, if, you know, I still track, I used to, because I was inconsistent on getting up at five, sometimes it'd be five thirty. Sometimes I felt that I made tracking if I got up at five, um, a thing before now it's like not even like last year it was like a hundred percent of the whole year. Like maybe I slept in a couple times. Like even if I go out like the night before and, and did something, but I just think if you can just pick a few things that you, that you know would make you better and, um, that you know you would do and just try to create the discipline of tracking it up at five, get in the gym, move around, read a book, like whatever it may be. If you just picked your core four, you know, that's what I looked at. My health stuff is just four things, right? Can I just do these four things every day? Because I knew, and it takes, it takes time, right? Like you kick off and the first week is you're on fire. Second week, you're fading a little bit, but like you kick it back up. Third week, it's like, you know, is it worth it? Fourth week is you're fading, right? And and then, um, you know, by the fifth week, it's like, do like, no, I want to. Then you're in, you just try to be in denial of it. I'm tr- I've been trying to be my accountability coach for my sister for the year of just like talking to her every day. Let's weigh in every Friday. You know what I mean? Going so hard, but like, like now at week eight here of the year, uh, week seven was tough for her, like, and then like our communication slowed down and what it is. And it's just a, it's the sustainability the whole way through. I said, Hey, don't put no pressure on yourself. We're going for the whole year now. If you gotta, if you gotta like, kind of like level off for a little bit to find a new place to get some energy, just level off. Don't go, go down. Like don't start eating terrible and like going completely out. You don't have to like be as disciplined as we were in the beginning because this is a lifestyle. (laughs) Like, but don't let yourself go. It's so crazy, man. When you think about it, that like when, when people, you know, life is hills and valleys, just like the rhythm, right? Like, it's just like, it's like that. That's just the way it is. It's just, that is life, right? You said it too earlier. Life doesn't get better. We get better at life, right? It's just like that. But for some reason, the human condition is like, and it's probably from back in the day wired into our thing. Like when the lions are coming to kill you, like that, that is it, man. Like when they're, when they're, when they're running at you and you got, you're in the middle of the jungle and like, you're like, I'm not as, I'm not as fast as those, those motherfuckers. Like I'm going to die. When you're in a low, most humans are conditioned to, for whatever reason, just think low is life the highs come in these like bursts. You've never had even a remote sustained high. So you don't even believe it's possible. I think that there is this thing where you have two choices, right? When the low happens, you can get comfy. You can hang pictures up on the wall. You can sit, you can expect people to like throw you a rope and you can be like, I'm not, I'm low. You know, I'm, I'm, I need attention. I need drama. I'm going to make this about me. Or you could pull yourself out, right? Like that, right? Like you can smile, boom, like that. Like it happens like in a second where it's like, you're feeling it, it's fucking terrible. And then you stop, open up the window, let the breeze come in, smile, boom, serotonin, like in the brain, like it happens, you know? 
And I think that that is something that, you know, is so important to, to, to push out there that like load doesn't have to be life. Right. And like, I, I know that you're living the life of your dreams. I just, I don't I like can see it all over your face, but know this, I built a system to get there and, and I don't experience lows. I don't even hardly experience a negative thought. Right. And when the unexpected things like enter my world, it's like I'm this giant pillow that they just they bounce off of. Nothing sticks because I, I have optimized myself in such a way that I have no stress that lives in me. So it's just incoming stuff that you that's unexplainable that you can't control that is so easier to deal with because it's just that one thing at a time. And even if it's multiple things, like the other day I had the most random series of events, like three, three or four back to back to back to back, crazy things. Like all of a sudden my ceiling bursts with water and is flooding. Like I can't get into this building because they say my elevator is not passing code. Like all this, I got into a crazy blowout with one of my employees, that super unusual level. I was like, I tracked it and put it into a document of like, mark this day in this sequence of time. And let's try to figure out like where this energy came from, because that level of incoming stuff happening in a small period of time doesn't exist in my life. I don't even get stressed by it. I'm like, wow crazy that it would flood and then that would happen then I would this this energy would occur here it's now like evaluating it not experiencing it as stress but experiencing as this sort of unusual ripple in the universe that is this life that I created versus if I was in a low and then all those like I was in highs and lows all the time and was like all these different things were causing me stress and anxiety then that hit that would be a breaker that would have drove me to like get through the day and, and drink a bottle of wine and like then just like, you know, run through it and what it is. So, you know, I'm on the same side. You have to take massive action in order to get yourself to a place. But your your life and goal, your goal in life should be to ultimately set out on a journey to master your time and energy to get you to a place where you almost never experience any negative thoughts or any lows whatsoever. And I'm living proof that it exists. I don't know many people that could say that they created a qualitative and quantitative data system, then cleaned out their entire existence, then optimized themselves to such a level that they rarely even have a negative thought. And it's, it's at the end of the day, I'm just happy just happy, you know? And it's like, even then half the, the beauty of the experience and the energy and why we can just like go for two hours straight is it's like, now I'm sharing my philosophy, my way of thinking in this very, um, detailed approach to living this extraordinarily happy life because it's somebody that understands it and is engaged with it as a system where a lot and, and, and a philosophy versus like, it, you know, a lot of people, I just would never even get this deep on with it because it starts to feel like for people that aren't about growth and evolution and, and trying to be the best version of themselves, it's crazy talk, you know, to my mom, it's like, you're, I, I saw this article with Tom Brady and it's like, they were saying like, he does the same dumb thing thing you do where you schedule time with your family. You know what I mean? Like to my mom, it's like, like 
who schedules time? Just spend time with your family. You don't got to schedule it, right? Like, and it's a, I'm not, it, it's even in this journey where I was with trying to like, like show my sister, my system. I sent my sister all the data I sent you and she like, God was my mom. Like, can you believe this? Like, what is this guy doing? You know what I mean? Like, uh, again, you got to be in the right. It exists. And for me, long-term, I know it will be, how do I develop this into a system that anybody can use and develop and ultimately, uh, try to build a life like I did through what I learned doing all of this will, will be a huge part of my legacy in the future. You know, I was, you know, I bet that was one of my last questions. Like, how do you, how do you actually scale, like make this so that other people can appreciate it? Again, like I, I rally it. Like, how do you make the, define the simplicity on the far side of complexity for something like this? How do you make it uh, feel believable that, that I can start doing this and, and eventually it'll work for me the same way? I hope I can. I don't know if it's, it's really going to be, um, about creating a program for already really driven, inspired people that want to get, it's gotta be audio. It's probably deeper than that, right? It's, it, there's probably some level of like structure of learning connected to it because it's so complex to kind of manage. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm going to do the book first and I'm going to do a film around the book, um, just to kind of all of this in a more organized sort of way, um, and, and to show it, um, really just to, to be an example of what is possible, uh, but how it uh, ultimately translates to where anybody could adapt and do it. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty hardcore. You know what I mean? Rob Durdick, man, this is probably one of the f- most fun two hours I've had in a long time, dude. Really? This was awesome. You know, I wish I, you know, we didn't get deep into your, into your story, but I think that we got, I th- I don't, I don't think we even needed to, right? We, we, were, we, we, you have developed into this human being that truly is like superhuman. And I believe you when you say, I really don't experience negative thoughts. And I'm like a, I've got like a, like a positivity force field around me that things just bounce right off of. Like, I believe that, um, I've got to ask the question because I always ask, do you believe you were born or made, my man? I believe that I was given some natural advantages in the path that I chose, um, but I was made into this person that I am today, right? Like I used um, the talents that I was born with to try to live an amazing life. But it was only when I actually decided to make an amazing life, did I go and live one. So despite being born with some things at the end of the day, I am 100% made. All right, guys, that was Part two of the Rob Durdeck episode. My gosh, I literally get chills when I listen to that podcast. I've listened to it a bunch of times now. Um, it's just so crazy how um, how much I connected with that guy. I, I really, I mean, he's such an inspirational dude. And he and I really connected hard. Um, and it was amazing also to be able to uh, have an in-person podcast. I haven't had an in-person podcast in a long, long time. Everything has been on Zoom. And the energy that is in the room in person is just different. 
It is the world we're living in now, though, right? So, like, <laughs> there's no, I'm not complaining. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything I've got. Um, but I'm super grateful for having been able to be in Los Angeles at the right time to get into Rob's studio and do Borner Made at his studio, which was awesome. And also inspiring as shit. I got to get a studio that looks, feels, and performs like Rob's studio. <laughs> um, anyway, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I absolutely 100% enjoyed doing it. And if you did enjoy this episode, do us a favor, share it with your friends, tell your family, post it on social media, please write a review. And if you really are feeling like you want to do something great for old Mikey C, give us a five-star rating because that absolutely, absolutely changes the game for me in the world of podcasting. Um, and I would love it if you subscribe too. Anyway, more episodes coming to you uh, with awesome substance, talking about life, uh, story, nature, nurture, born or made, hints, tips, tricks, habits, all of it. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I am out. Peace. Till the next one.